0: Hi, and welcome to Wednesday's in the Word. I'm John Cypert, pastor of Preston Highlands Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. On this podcast, I'll be addressing questions that members of our church have sent in regarding the sermon I preached last Sunday. If you'd like to listen to previous sermons, go to PrestonHighlands.org. Or if you'd like to send in a question, you can email it to john at PrestonHighlands.org. two Sundays I preached on every pastor's favorite topic, namely giving or generosity. So we spent two Sundays talking about the church's generosity, and I did my best to talk about everything I could think to talk about from the New Testament on the church's generosity, on, on how we live or should live generously with our possessions, primarily our money. Of course, we should be generous with all of our lives. Jesus calls us to a radical self-denial, uh, which encompasses every area of our lives: our time, our relationships, our work, even our our rest is all to be lived to Him and for Him. And and yet, the uh, the topic that I was focusing in on in these last two w- uh, two weeks was generosity in, in terms of our financial giving, our uh, our finances, our mo- our money, what we're doing monetarily with what God's given us. Um, and so, the best way to summarize what I found in the New Testament is with three three sentences. And so, I'll read those to you. And if you were in church the last week or two, then this this will be uh, a review, but this is what we covered in the last couple of weeks. I tried to argue and um, defend that though the New Testament doesn't command Christians to tithe, it also doesn't cancel the tithe as a principle. Though the New Testament doesn't command Christians to tithe, it doesn't cancel the principle of a tithe. I also said, Um, That giving under the new covenant for new covenant Christians is enabled by grace and should be filled with joy, generous, sacrificial, driven by love, determined by the individual, based on income, regular and deliberate. I also said that giving in the new covenant is integral to fulfilling the great commission and it creates worship to God. Now I obviously won't recap all of that here, but several good questions on some of these um, points came in, and I'll I'll start by addressing a question that came in from two different people. Essentially, the same question about giving joyfully or giving cheerfully. Uh, as I said, giving in the new covenant should be filled with joy. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians eight three, excuse me, eight two. That the Macedonian churches, though they were severely afflicted and had extreme poverty, they gave out of an abundance of joy. So, not a little joy, but a lot of joy. <laughs> they had an abundance of joy that led them to give. And then in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7, God loves, it says, God loves a cheerful giver, meaning that. God looks at how we give, not just what we give, and he loves it when we give cheerfully, when we give happily, when we're excited to give, when we're even excited to give towards churches like these Macedonian um, churches and the Corinthian churches were giving to the Jerusalem saints. They were giving to people they didn't even know (laughs) they were happy to do it. This is crazy. This is not something that comes naturally to us. And so let me read a couple of the questions It's really the same question said in a slightly different way, and then I'll do my best to answer it. So one person writes, I have a question about cheerful, joyful giving. I tend to view financial transactions as an unwelcome chore. Setting up an automatic gift online definitely helps me with regular, consistent giving. However, if the gift is automatic, I don't even know that it's happening until I do my taxes. Do you have any advice on how I can make the process of giving an act of worship rather than a chore? And then same question in slightly different words. If I'm struggling with giving out of duty, how can I change my mindset to become a generous and cheerful giver? Well, these are really great questions. And I'll say a few things um, in, in hoping to answer them, I want to start with the most basic thing really the thing that has to be understood, believed, accepted, and accomplished by God for for this to happen. So I'll say it in a short and sweet um, sentence and then try to unpack it a little bit. We can't give joyfully to God unless God helps us give joyfully to God. (laughs) <laughs> so' um, just gonna start really basic here. we can't give joyfully to God unless unless God helps us or enables us to give joyfully to God. What I mean is that joy in God and therefore joy as an overflow in our giving, is a gift from God. Joy is a gift from God. This is Galatians 5:22 where Paul mentions the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy. <laughs> the second one he lists is joy. Joy is a gift, a fruit of the spirit. Joy is something that the spirit of God must grow in our hearts. In other words, unless God grows joy in us, there won't be joy in us true deep abiding god-centered joy the kind of joy that these these uh, Macedonian churches had that that was an abundance of joy that was overflowing and happy to give away stuff to people they didn't even know even though they were really poor and afflicted that kind of joy flows from a joy in god which is a fruit of the spirit and to maybe say it in another way, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, 7, he says, "Who, For who sees differently in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? And the the broad point there is that everything we have is from God. What do you have that you did not receive? So the only way we're going to get joy uh, in God, primarily, and then the kind of joy in God that then overflows in joyful giving to others, um, is if God gives it, if God creates it in us. I mean, just think about it. How do you muster up joy? <laughs> how do you, how do you just like get yourself super happy in giving away lots of your money towards? The church and towards missionaries and towards people in need. How do you do that? How do you roll out of bed and make yourself happy? I mean, sure, circumstances can make us happy, no doubt. When good things happen, we get happy. But we're talking about the kind of happiness that overflows into generosity. This is supernatural. This is weird. This is strange. This is the kind of happiness that is not man made. How can we get that kind of happiness? Well, what I think the Bible's teaching us is that that kind of happiness, that kind of joy, comes from God. What do you have that you have not received? In other words, if, if and until God doesn't give this, you won't have it. So I say all that by way of a foundational kind of a theological foundation for how to think about this question: How can we give more cheerfully? Well, um, we, we. Ask God to help us give more cheerfully, because we know that that we won't give cheerfully until and unless God helps us to give cheerfully. So, step one towards towards um, doing this would just be to pray earnestly that God would help us to give cheerfully, that God would give us joy in giving, abundance, um, an abundance of joy in giving. We would pray that God would give us a heart, a desire, a will to give and to give generously, to give joyfully. That God would give us a heart to see our joy as worship, as not some duty or chore. Um, Not as some, you know, uh, financial transaction, but rather as a, a joyful overflow of worship to God. And and then there are a couple other practical things I want to say here that can help us, I think. But before I say those things, I, I do want to say yet again that joy in God is not a technique that we learn. We don't learn joy in God. We receive joy in God. Joy in God is a gift of grace. It's a gift of grace. It's not something you decide to have. It's something that you get from God. You can't earn joy. You can't work for joy you don't deserve joy in God God gives in grace his people the blood-bought promises of the new covenant one of which is joy in God that he will be our God and we will be his people this relationship that creates joy is a gift of grace purchased for God's people through the blood of Jesus Christ so if that's true, then our strategies for working towards joy and joyful giving have to be humble and have to be dependent on grace and prayerful and and ultimately God-centered. These strategies start with the basic means of grace, and that's reading the Bible and praying. I think that as we read the Bible and we pray, we're given eyes to see As God gives us eyes to see the glory of Christ, then our joy in Christ will, as a result, increase. And so, the means of grace are a means towards joy: worshiping in a local church, being in community with other believers, being in the Word, being in the prayer—all being in prayer. All these means of grace are just that: they're means, they're ways, they're channels that God wants to pour grace into our lives, and that grace creates joy and then that joy overflows in a number of ways and one of the ways of course that we're talking about is in our generous giving so we don't trust in the means we don't trust in our strategies but we do trust in God we trust that his means of grace are just that are means by which his grace comes into our life that creates joy so joy is from God um, and We can fight for that joy through the means of grace, through reading the word and prayer, community, worship. And then let me just close this question with a couple very um, concrete things we can do as it relates to our giving. If we're struggling with giving joyfully or if our giving is more of a chore or, or something we don't even think about very often then we might want to consider writing a check or giving cash instead of doing an online gift. Now, I understand like everything is online nowadays and I don't carry cash ever. I haven't written a check since I I can't even remember the last time I wrote a check. Um, So I get that online giving is just the thing to do and it can be super helpful in helping us give regularly and deliberately. Help us to remember to give because we'll often forget. Um, But if that is hindering us from giving joyfully, then we might want to reconsider. We might consider doing a check or doing cash on a Sunday morning as it makes the act of giving more concrete and less abstract. When you sit down and write out a check, you have to think about what you're writing, who you're writing it to, how much you're writing it for, when you sign your name, I think it's Mark Dever who says you sign your check. You can consider that your declaration of independence from your money. You know, it's not yours, it's God's. And you can pray over it. You can ask God to give you joy when you go to church that morning and drop it in the offering box. So giving in person might be a way, could be a way that helps you give joyfully simply because it It allows you to give in a more concrete, visible way, whereas online giving is often invisible, especially if you do a recurring gift. Now, that's not always the case, though. Some people give online and have recurring gifts, and they can still give joyfully. And one of the things I think they do um, or are able to do is they they do think about their gift. They have a, a monthly budget. And so their monthly budget budget is in front of them. They see how much they're giving and they're able to rejoice in that, be happy about that, be glad to do it, happy to do it, want to do more even. And so I like Susie does our our online giving and I don't even see it. I know it's happening when we look at our family budget, but I don't see the gift. I don't know when it's processed. So what I'll do sometimes is we're doing our budget or even just during the the course of a month I'll just try to think I'll just jog my mind my memory and think oh man we were able to give to the lord this month and it was this much and I'm so glad thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord for allowing us to give this much to the church we're so grateful I'm so grateful uh, lord bless our gift use our gift for your glory and allow us to give more in the future you know so if you do give online you can spend time thinking about your online gift as you do your monthly budget or just throughout the course of the the month, you can pray for that gift. You can thank God for it. You can even take out our church budget and pray through the church budget. If you need a copy, let me know. I'll send you a copy. You can pray um, over the church budget and that would maybe um, spark or help you remember your gift and pray that God would use it and that you would even be able to find joy that as you see the things we're spending money on with missions and paying a pastor to preach the word that that you would be able to find joy in supporting the work of the ministry of the word and the spread of the gospel among all the nations that, that God could use just a simple act of praying over the budget to bring joy to your heart. So, these are just some ways that we can maybe move some of the roadblocks from our giving. We definitely don't want to remember that we're giving only when our our taxes are due each year. We want to remember our giving more often than that, be thankful for it, and be happy in it. And so, if you can do that with online giving, praise the Lord. And if not, that's okay. There's no rule here, there's no rule. um, and the, the main thing I am trying to get across, though, is that this, this pursuit of cheerful giving is a pursuit of joy in God. It's a pursuit, a daily, weekly pursuit of joy in Jesus Christ. And that joy is a gift of his spirit that comes through his chosen means of grace, namely his word and communion with him through prayer. Now, the second question I'd like to address is this. Is it okay for us to give to churches and directly to missionaries or other needs that we know of? Do you recommend we split our giving in a certain way? For example, 50% of our giving goes to the church, 50% to other organizations or missionaries or charities. Well, this is a really good question. Uh, actually I actually had a couple people ask me this question, um, not in an email form. So, this is a really common question, a really great question. The question to summarize the question is Should we give um, and how much should we give to our church as related to other opportunities to give? Well, I'm not going to give you a number. Okay, so I'll just state that right up front. There's not a biblical rule or command on this that says you must give 50 percent here and 50 percent there or 25 here, 25 there and, you know, 10 here, 10 there. (laughs) There's there's no rule um, on this. But there are some principles we find in the New Testament. I mentioned one of these in the sermon on Sunday. And it's based on Galatians 6, 6. Galatians six six says, one who is taught the word must share all good things with the one who teaches. The one who who's taught must share all good things with the one who teaches. And so Paul here is promoting the ministry of the word in the churches of Galatia. He's saying, hey, don't send me money. Make sure you're paying the guys who are teaching you the word there in your churches. Um, he's promoting the ministry of the word he's asking the churches to support the ministry of the word he's saying hey churches if you value the word then you need to pay those who are teaching you the word um and we find other places in the new testament that talk about paying those who preach the word but the principle here in galatians 6 6 and the other passages would be that ordinarily it seems we should give most of our giving to our local church because most of our teaching comes from our local church. Our local church is the primary source of our teaching, so it should be the primary source of our giving. Now, that doesn't mean you have to give all that you give to your church, but if it's if you're giving 1% to your church and 9% everywhere else, well, that's an imbalance, and that, that should probably be, be different. But your focused gift and giving should be towards your church because your church is the primary place where you're fed the word of God. It's also the primary place where you're coming together with other Christians and, and you can pull all your resources for the sake of the, uh, the mission of the church, for the spread of the gospel among all the nations. So if we give more to our churches and we can do more by way of serving and sending and supporting missionaries, now, of course, we can give to other missionaries as well. We can give to other charities that we know of or or church members that we know have a need. None of that has to go through the church. If we know of a need and we can meet it, then by all means, you know, we should meet it. That doesn't have to be um, a gift through the church. But ordinarily, it it's, I think, wise and right to assume our primary gift is to our local church just think too back in the new testament days they didn't have parachurch ministries like we do a pr- proliferation of them like we do today and so um in the new testament days they probably only gave to their church and then through their church they helped the poor through their church they supported missionaries through their church they paid their pastors through their church they They helped um, members who had various needs. And so interestingly, though, there aren't a lot of really commands to give to the church. In fact, there's not a single command that says thou shalt give to your local church in the New Testament. But what's interesting is that the New Testament church and churches had money. And certainly they, you know, probably um, had different levels of money. The Jerusalem church we know was struggling because they were under a famine. But the churches had money, even though there were no commands to give money to the church. And so this teaches us that the first Christians were giving as a part of their Christian discipleship. They were giving regularly and generously to their churches. And then out of their churches, they were feeding the poor, sending missionaries, helping other churches in other parts of the world and paying their pastors. So ordinarily, we give to our church first and then whatever we can do above and beyond that, we should do that um, as we are led by the Lord to do so. One final word on this. I think it's really wise for you and I to talk to someone about our giving. You know, giving and money is a big taboo topic. We don't like talking about it. It makes us uncomfortable But it's a super important part of our Christian discipleship. And so I think it's wise for us to talk with at least someone about our finances and about our giving. I love how Jamie Dunlop says it. Um, He says, you know, we should not give to impress others. And yet we are foolish to make decisions about money by ourselves. He says, be transparent with at least someone at your church about your whole life, including how much and where you give so it would be wise for you brothers and sisters to find someone you trust you know if you're a married couple find another couple you can talk with and say hey this is what we're thinking about with our giving what do you think what do you guys do what have you found to be a good balance or a good way to structure your giving talk through that and and see if you can get some counsel and help and encouragement from other br- brothers and and sisters don't let the world's taboos Become our taboos. Money is a part of life. It's not off limits. It's a big part of our lives. It's a big part of our Christian discipleship. In fact, it says a whole lot about our hearts and about our um, our desire to follow Jesus in every area of our lives. And so, I don't think it's off limits. I think it's really good and important to talk about with at least someone in your church. Now that brings us to the last question here the third question is about missionaries and pastors and their giving it goes like this in light of the call for christians to give generously how should those who are supported by the church pastors missionaries college ministers etc how should they give for example would it make sense for one missionary to give to the support of another missionary using money that was given to support the first this is a really good and basic question And the question is, hey, Pastor John, you know, you get your income based on the generosity of others. So should you give some of that money away that was given to you? And the same would apply to a missionary or a a campus ministry or ministry leader of any sort who's gaining their employment through the generosity of others. We might call these people vocational ministers or pastors or missionaries. Should they give? And I want to emphatically say yes, (laughs) absolutely. As I said on Sunday, if you have income, ordinarily, normally, you should be giving. And that applies to pastors, missionaries, and everybody. If you have an income, if you have an increase, (laughs) then you should be giving part of that to the Lord's work, starting in the church. And elsewhere, as you're able. So, yes, when when Susie and I give, we don't we don't consider, we don't even think of it as, oh, you know, we're just we're just giving people back the money they gave us. No, no. First and foremost, we're giving to the Lord. <laughs> we're not just giving to Preston Highlands Baptist Church, or or some ministry or mi- missionary or or pregnancy center. We're giving to the Lord Jesus. We're giving to Him and for Him the things that he's given to us. And it doesn't matter that those things have come to us through the generosity of his people. Um, what matters is that we have an increase, we have an income, and we feel that it's our responsibility and and our privilege to give part of that income back into his work uh, as we are able. And so, yes, I absolutely think that pastors and ministers. Leader, ministry leaders and missionaries they should be supporting the work of the church and the work of the spread of the gospel around the world so those are the questions that came in I hope these were helpful answers I know I didn't cover everything and there are lots of other questions that I'm sure we could address on this topic of giving and generosity so thanks for sending in your questions and we'll talk again next week for this episode of Wednesdays in the Word. Thanks for sending in your questions. If you want to listen to previous sermons, go to prestonhighlands.org. Or if you'd like to send in a question, you can email it to john at prestonhighlands.org. Until next week, may God use all of us for His glory in this generation.